please take a day off because I want us to measure youth ministry in decades, yep. not in months. Yes. And the oh, only way yeah. you can do that is walking with Jesus and making sure you rest. Yo, what up? Welcome to Free Refills Podcast, where we come together as youth leaders to discuss the realities of leading in youth ministry. Our hope is that you leave refilled, refueled, and re-energized to carry on in youth ministry. I'm your host, Boss, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dusty. Yes, sir. And he's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Nick. How's it going? Who's in Sparks, Nevada, maybe in Reno, something like that. Each month, <laughs> we Nevada, come... But that's okay, too. Nevada, Nevada, <laughs> whatever. Each month, we have a special guest join us in our conversation. And this month, we are so excited to have Josh Griffin with us. So, Josh, welcome. What's up, everybody? Great to see you. I'm excited to be on the show. Josh, we're, we're so grateful that you're here with us. So, before we get going in all of this, would you share a little bit about yourself? Where is home for you? Tell us about your family. How long have you been in ministry? Yeah, well, first, thanks for the invitation. Honored to be on today and have listened to your guys' first few shows and have loved it. So well done. Um, I've been in youth ministry for 20-something years. So eight as a youth pastor at a rural farm church in Michigan and 13 at uh, the church just up the street from where I live right now, Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, California, and now run an organization called Download Youth Ministry with my buddy Doug Fields, and we help youth pastors and churches and ministries and teachers all over the country um, help them win with great programming, games, sermons, fun, videos, the whole bit. We have it all. And so it kind of was a little experiment that started a couple of years back, and it has grown into something that I never would have dreamed. And so it's been a lot of fun. Um, most recently, I have been filling in as one of the interim leaders at a church, uh, Mariner's Church in Huntington Beach. So they just went cool. through a crazy transition. And so I said, I would be honored to step in while you search for a pastor. And so I've been actually pastoring adults for about the last eight months. But uh, I try not to talk about it too much because I sure. really like teenagers, not adults. So anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> there. That's awesome. That's, am that's amazing. Well, we're so glad you're with us. Um, Thank you. We have... A little bit of fun planned for you and Nick as well. This was a game time decision. We changed it on the fly. So Dusty and I have figured out something because can can I just say I'm a novice, he's a professional in this. What okay. what are we hold talking on, about on, here? What exactly? Okay. So let's just let's hone this back in. So with with the trailer being released of the new Star Wars movie. Now this will this will air down the road, but with an, with a, in honor of that, we are going to do a trivia because Nick is a diehard Star Wars fan. Now he's considering you so am I. the top notch, right? So what we're gonna do is Clearly. I have a list of questions. Boss has a list of questions. We're gonna just gonna do. I don't know. What do you think? Wow, I haven't studied up so, at all. And they so threw I feel this a little on me rusty too. right now. I thought it was just going to be on you, and then they're like, "Oh, we're going to ask you too." Like two minutes ago. So oh, this I is agree. Great. I agree. I'm panicked. Okay, so I'll go first. <laughs> what want to okay. say? Like the first one at three points. Sure. sure. Okay, first one at three points. Uh, do we have to like raise our hand, or how do we ring in? No, no. I'm going to ask you, and then boss will ask okay. Nick. So, Got it. okay. Um, what about okay? What 
What were what were Luke's aunt and uncle's jobs on Tatooine? Oh, that's a good one. Can I answer um, this? Dang. Uncle Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Um, they're part of the Lars family. They adopted Luke and um, they were moisture farmers on the desert planet of Tatooine. Absolutely. I mean, I, I had that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally, no, no. all I was looking for mo- was moisture farmers. And that's great. That's great. That's awesome. There's no bonus points added in this game. Okay, just so one to nothing. I was waxing eloquent just for my own pleasure at that point. So good to know. Good to know. It's a it's a pass fail sort of situation. Here we go. All right, Nick. What lizard skinned head of the Black Sun Criminal Syndicate? was added to Star Wars canon in 1996 and removed in 2014. You guys wow. give him the softball toss. I thought Boss Moisture <laughs> Farmers, I knew that one. I can Yeah, no, I I I got nothing on this. Nothing. Nothing? Josh, do you have it? Uh we're going to go no, for the I'm, steal. Oh, oh, we can steal? Cuz yeah, I don't I don't have this one. No, the only lizard skin I could think of is Bosk, one of the uh, bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back. We were just talking about him earlier because he's from Doctor yeah. Who. That's a that's a oh. recycled Doctor Who costume that was used on set. This guy. The new uh, Bosk is going to appear in the new Mandalorian TV series as well. So there Sweet. you go. More trivia no one cares more, about. More, more, more trivia. Well, the answer for this was uh, Prince Zizer. Oh, wow. Of course leader of Obviously. the black sun in shadows of the empire the novel <laughs> great comic book and video game i don't know all right back back to josh here we go which Whew. character okay. is partially named after george lucas's son oh that's a good one what was his son's name i know this he's in uh, crud his son is actually in one of the movies too attack of the clones um his son jet i'm gonna say dexter jetster the cook on coruscant uh the diner the diner cook who helps yeah, him figure yeah. out the- once again yeah. <laughs> I, just just the name but now now the picture that i'm looking at makes that, sense that one of the two guys playing helped start up like a fan page for star wars <laughs> like to watch the movies i just just putting oh, that in there. this is awesome yeah, this, this is perfect. Best, I love it. So, ever. just if anyone's keeping track at home, it's 2 0 right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn, Nick. Come on, you got this. All right. David versus Goliath, you got this. Here we go. <laughs> the two youngest senators ever to serve in the Galactic Senate slash Imperial Senate were women. Who were they? You're just setting me up, man. You're just, you're just, all right. So I'm, I'm just going to go with the one that I might have a guess on. It would be Amidala, but I don't think she was a Senator. She was just. Can I steal? Just kidding. Yeah. Just go for it. (laughs) Uh, I would say Senator Amidala is, is probably, that's probably one of them. I'm going to guess the other one was Mon Mothma. But I might be wrong. I, I don't know. That would be just my guess. Well, Mon Mothma is one of them. Amidala is not one of them. The oh, other was so, so Leia. Yeah, 
I'm going, I'm going back. Oh, wow. Princess Leia Organa. Oh, that's right. So, so. for those of you keeping track at home, it's 2.5 to zero. <laughs> or, or negative. <laughs> I'll, I'll go negative. negative. Okay. There's, <laughs> if you, okay. If you answer this one, I'm going to answer you a huge bonus question because I just need to know if you know it. But this one okay. is. Okay. Okay. What does CP3, C3PO give? What chances and odds does he give Han to successfully oh. navigate through the asteroid field? Oh, shoot. Uh, I, I do not know. I'm going to say 350 million to one. Can, oh. can I do a uh, closer, closest? <laughs> closest. All right. What, what is your, what's yours? I believe it's one. Point seven million to one. Well, it's just like you just said a dollar is basically what you just said, right? So yeah, you could have said th- three million four hundred nine hundred nine. Yeah, I thought no. I think he says like it's, it's three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. I thought he had a point. Hey, I think I was pretty close. Hang up all like, all, <laughs> all fandom right. is just gone. Like I'll, I'll take uh, all uh, stuff uh, my office behind me down, and we're done. This was the goal to rip him of his any kind of ego he had as a star wars there you go so far so good all right what human star wars character took three actors to portray in a new hope but only one actor to portray in return of the jedi oh my gosh so i know that darth vader took three but that was all the way through the series um, now I'm gonna stick with that Darth Vader, because there was a different there was a different guy who did the voice who was in the suit, and who when he took his helmet off. <laughs> just let it no. no, no, I'm, I'm going home. I'm just done with it. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Uh, no, that was a really good guess. I like that. Um, he just basically I, I, said, "Good job." <laughs> That's cute. It's pity. It's okay. No. Uh, I'm going to say, it, wait, it was three in Star Wars, but one in Empire in uh, Return of the Jedi? What human Star Wars character took three actors to portray in A New Hope, but only one actor to portray in A Return of oh, the Jedi? See, I, wasn't <laughs> I don't know. I, David, David Prowess. James Earl Jones and Sebastian, uh, whatever his last name was, those were the, the three actors from Darth Vader. That was very good, very good guess. Um, I don't, I don't think I know. I don't think I know the answer to this. But just for kicks, I'll say Jabba the Hut. <laughs> but he wasn't human. I, I know. <laughs> that was that nope, was the, the, not the that. One. Wedge Antilles. Is that how you say his oh, last name? Oh wow! There you go. All right. Let's close this out. Why would you need three to play Wedge? I don't know. He'd... All right. Let's <laughs> close this out. All right. So the, the last Star Wars thing that we're going to do. Uh, oh, wait, no. You're doing that first, huh? Yeah. So let's, let's finish this out. So I feel, okay. like, I, feel like this, I feel like you'll end at this. Uh, who is the only Rebel pilot to survive all three movies in the original trilogy? Luke Skywalker. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the other one. Yeah. No, I just I figured I was like, if I lob up a softball, then we can move on. Yeah. No, thank you. It's <laughs> <Yeah. He's> greasy. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, Star Wars could last forever. Nick, were you going to 
Yeah, so we're going to do one other Star Wars challenge with you, okay? So here, here's okay. as simple as this game is. Um, I'm going to give you a scene and a line, and you got to wow. give me a, a two-minute sermon based off of a Star Wars scene. <laughs> okay, so this, is, this okay. is my favorite Star Wars moment. This is where I ball. When I explained wow. it to these guys, they're like, That's, that line means nothing to me. It's okay. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you don't get it. But when, but when Darth Vader takes his helmet off, yeah. Luke and says, you are right, Luke. Now go tell your sister. It's good. Two minute sermon based off that. Go. Well, guys, when I watch this scene, um, it's just a reminder to me that although there's a dark side to each one of us, that our, that our hearts can be sin, sinful and wicked, um, God loves us and can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is a redemption that is available to all. And when we have experienced the good news, we've seen transformation, we should share it with our friends. And so this week, if you have been, if you have been redeemed, you have been saved, like Darth Vader, who's a wicked, wicked person, but ends up being redeemed in the end. Um, we got to go and tell our friends the good news about the redemption that happened in our heart, just like Darth Vader was redeemed. Uh, let's close in prayer. Hey, amen. I'm, re I'm ready to tell the world. Exactly. Now go and be disciples. And you're staying. Unbelievable. This is. Yeah. Are we going to talk about youth ministry at some point, or is this yeah. a summer yeah. show? Because yeah, I'm in. Well, if we're only okay, great. Yeah, if we're all Star Wars. I can hang too. So <laughs> perfect. Well, all right. So again, we could talk. Just we could talk about Star Wars forever but we brought yes. you in not to just talk about that but then also to talk about our topic which is owning your day off yeah. now this is wah, wah, wah. some <laughs> some like star wars some it's mythical some it's real who's to say there so there you go good transition right there that, you like that i thought that was pretty good i just came up with that so we laugh sometimes when other people talk about their day off because we're like, some of us in the room are going, what is that? We've never had yeah. that. We've tried for it, all that sort of stuff. So that's why we're talking about it today because Josh, we, we, I ask and you said, that's a big priority for you. So that's why we brought you in. And some of us sitting around the room, we struggle with it. So People are raising their hands. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a great conversation. I'm really excited about it because this is a big deal for me personally is taking a day off and really just yeah. trying to protect it. So um, in from your experience right now, can you just even define to start us off, define day off and yeah and work and what that looks totally. like? Well, first of all, let me raise my hand as a fellow struggler because while I think I have some insight here, I think it's also a really important thing to admit. I don't always get it right. I don't have it perfect. It's not like anyone who gets up and teaches on this has it all completely and totally mastered. I wish yeah, that was true. That's good. But I have some bedrock principles that I don't shake from very much that have really, really helped me mm. in youth ministry. I mean, I, I did youth ministry every single day of my life since I was 19 years old. And so mm -hmm. I feel like I have done it the wrong way and I've done it the right way. And I want to invite you into what I think is some principles that need to become really foundational for you as well. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I mean, the, the concept of a day off 
comes to us from the very beginning in scripture where, where God creates the heavens and the earth in six days and he rests on the seventh. Our whole calendar is built with that rhythm of a worship time where we worship mm -hmm. God. And it's also built in with a rhythm of rest. So in the Old Testament, throughout the whole scriptures, um, there's a, a rhythm of rest that is instructed for the followers of, of God and eventually Jesus that the, the lands needed to rest, the, the crops needed to rest, the mm -hmm. animals needed to rest. And we also need to slow down and worship and rest and be ready to dive back in. Now, youth workers historically have been incredibly good at leading other people to that place of Sabbath and sure. rest, but not so good at taking it themselves. So it's literally from the first human that's ever been created until today, we have been told to rest. Mm. And somewhere along the way, we've believed the lie that because the devil doesn't take a day off, we can't take a day off. I, have so heard, I, I heard this quote <laughs> recently. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting with a youth leader and we were talking about, we were going to have this conversation and he says to me, you know, one day I heard that Doug Fields and he goes, Doug Fields was told by a leader. I don't take a day off because the devil doesn't take a day off. And then right. Doug's response to him, he's like, I don't know if this is myth or whatever, but Doug's response to him was, well, the devil's not my role model. And I was like, yo, that is good. Yeah, yeah. no, it's an absolute true story. Oh, my and, gosh. And awesome. um, it's a really, really good word. Not only the devil's not my role model, um, the devil's going to lose in the end. And I want to be <laughs> one of the people who contributes to him losing. That's and awesome. so yes. in, order for me to, in order for me to be around and be an effective minister of Christ, I've got to stop. i got to slow down and believe that God is sovereign enough to love our kids and for me to be healthy and wise. And so I think mm. in some ways when we don't rest, not only are we breaking one of the 10 commandments, one of the most foundational passages of our faith, but we're yeah. also, we're neglecting the image of God. We're making ourselves the savior mm. and sovereign. And I mean, if you get into it a little bit, it's actually a really broken thing to hmm. not stop and not rest like it's almost like you have a savior complex and we already have a savior and it's not you <laughs> yeah yeah so well, you okay so you said that this was i mean it's a struggle right like we're we're always fighting for it and fighting yeah. against other things to make it happen when and how did that how, where did you learn the importance of that you know making your yeah. day off a priority it was really early in youth ministry. There were two things that struck me. One was my senior pastor literally did say, you know, I don't take a day off. I just kind of like work. And when I really get tired or my family really needs me, I just kind of find some time for them. So I had a bad role model right out of the gate. And that was a mistake to think that that was the ministry it was like, well, we, you know, what is it? Ephesians or flipping whatever it says, we work hard and suffer much for the sake of the gospel. And so I thought that was part of this working hard business and had no idea of how broken and flawed that was. So I learned it incorrectly in my first ministry position. And then two, when it became a value to me was when I was newly married and my wife said, when are you going to take a day off? Like everyone else has a day off or a weekend off. Um, uh -oh. When are you going to slow down and let it be us time? 
Yeah. And um, that was a great, great wake up call for my spouse because as a single youth worker, no boundaries, no limits, unhealthy, just all youth ministry all the time. Mm-hmm. Carried that into my early marriage and realized, oh, this isn't going to work. I have someone else that I'm responsible for and care for and love. And uh, so I learned some bad habits, followed a bad leader, and got a big wake up call when my wife said, you need to spend some time with me or this isn't going to work. Yeah. And so it was great. It was a great, mm-hmm. honest conversation going, you're broken, buddy, and you're addicted to work. And right. just as an aside, I would say we sometimes mistake passion because we, we want to elevate passion. Like, I'm so passionate. I can never turn it off. I can never, like, I, I just love it so much that we actually are disguising that brokenness inside of us. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would be careful to, to not use a nice Christian word like passion when really it's an addiction to being Ooh. on, it's an addiction to being a savior. It's an addiction to, to ministry. Yeah. So, so you mentioned on that one big change for you was when you entered into a marriage relationship, right? Yeah. Um, what, what about with children? How, how has that changed from, was it the same kind of realization? Was it yeah. different or yeah, absolutely. It's different. I'd say it's, it's, it requires even more. So I think I understand why churches want to hire like a young youth worker right out of college, no marriage, no kids, no nothing. It's because they want to take all they can from them and then move on to the next person. They can take all that they can wow. from. And I realize that's a little dark and kind of a generalization, but sure. I would say I would love it when a church wants somebody who's married and has kids and wants to model what it looks like to have a healthy home and a healthy relationship with their spouse, to have kids that love the church and love Jesus and get to know their mom or dad because they're not always stuck at the church. So as an aside, um, I would say that. But, but yeah, your family has to be a top priority in your life. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, family, relationships, even just personal health and margin and recovery sleep. Um, all of those things are usually at, after the ministry's done and ministry's never over. So you have to stop ministering to let your heart be ministered to, or you're going to be in trouble. So as, as a guy who has um, a, a very massive tank when it comes to energy and uh, yeah, just a capacity to just keep going. I, I, I don't know you that well, but I'm assuming yep. that you have a, a, a similar tank. Um, is it hard for you to like, even to define what's work? Because it's like, sometimes it's just like, you're just, seems like you're just having fun right. doing it. It's not about the passion of it anymore. It's actually just about that. Like you love it, right? Like totally. you love it. And it's just like, it doesn't seem for people taking a day off, like people will always say, Oh my gosh, it's Friday. Well, because it's like, they don't, they might not really like their job. So Friday, they just like cannot have to, they cannot be that person anymore. But for yeah. us, like, I know for me, it's like, man, I just, I'm such in a steady flow. How can you help maybe a listener or actually let's just help me. Right. Okay. Um, Cause I'm in the room. Help me. find some kind of boundary in that. Right. And give me some yeah. kind of like feedback from that. Yeah, that's a great, great question. I mean, part of it for me is I like my worlds to be really blurry. 
So my mm. church, my friends, my volunteers are also some of my best friends. Like I'm so busy with the church. I don't have a lot of friends outside of the church. And it's all just a blur, like what's work and what's not. It's all just a, it's an intertwined spaghetti mess. And so I would say you, you have to lay aside some of your, uh, some of you, let me, let me say it this way. Your, your wife's fuel tank might be different than yours. Mm-hmm. Your wife might be, or your spouse, they might be on empty mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, I'm at half a tank. I could go on forever. I'm like, I'm, I'm unstoppable. Well, maybe your wife is like, I haven't seen you in two days and I am really tired or frustrated or I need to connect with you or whatever it is. So good. And your kids' fuel tank is really, really small. And so just because we have unlimited energy and can and have and have taught ourselves to run on empty um, doesn't mean that that's healthy for other people and not the way that they're wired. So mm. sometimes you have to be really intentional and say, I, I am not out of gas, but the people that are important to me, they are. Mm. Or mm-hmm. my kid, I don't, I'm good. I, I feel connected to, to my spouse. Everything's good. We're happy. And he or she might be on the other end going, our marriage is in shambles and I never see him or her. And, you know, so I think being well aware of the needs of the other people, the relationships um, means sometimes when you have gas left, you still pull the car over. Um, just because you have gas left doesn't mean that you shouldn't refuel your fuel tank, you know, uh, which is funny because right now I'm, I'm doing this podcast from the car and my car is on empty, like literally on empty. And sometimes I do that. I wait until it's like bone dry mm. and then I get gas. Well, that's actually not healthy for the engine right. to get down to the right. bottom of the fuel, you know, so be careful because you might be doing more damage than you know, even though you have a little fuel left, right? you got to watch the gauge. Well, I think the wisdom there is, is that I'm taking away and that it maybe someone else will take away. If not, then I'll, I'll sum it up for you is it's not about kind of knowing your tank, right? right. It's, it's also knowing your wife and your kid's tank and what, exactly. what are the, what are those signs that they're on empty? Yep. Ugh. Yep. Okay. And, and if you're not in a relationship, if you're not married, you don't have kids, you're single doing youth ministry. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Um, you still need some refreshment. And when you're like, I'm fine, you're, you're probably not. Or mm. how much better could you be mm. if you had some rest and relaxation, a real vacation, an actual day off where people don't get a hold of you? Mm. Um, you might be surprised at what you're actually capable of on a full night's sleep, mm. where you can get by, you can get by without it. But who knows what your how creative could you be tomorrow if you actually slept eight hours? How creative yeah. could you be on Tuesday if you didn't work Monday? Mm. Mm. That's, good. That's good. I was gonna. I'm glad you you brought that up of and brought in the the youth leader who's not married um, because many of us. I mean, we're we're sitting around the circle right now. All of us are are married, um, but there was a point where we weren't and we were doing youth work. And, um, at times we can get caught up talking about, Oh, what it's like to have a spouse and all that sort of stuff. So what is, what are these things that you practically learned to put in place that can be applied, whether you're married or you're not married as you're leading in youth ministry to protect your day off. Totally. And I would say some of these are learned now 
and some of sure. these I wish I had back back in the day. Okay. Because uh, this is we're we're digging back two decades of marriage and relationship and kids. But right. Um, what I would say is just make your day off non-negotiable. So if you're serving at a church that doesn't have a day off, then you either need to be bold and request or demand a culture change where a day off is, is non-negotiable, or you need to leave that church. Uh, that's a little strong, but I believe in it really strongly. Mm. Um, When you mentioned earlier that, man, the 10 commandments, right? When we break any of the other 10 commandments, we usually are asked to leave a, a staff. Exactly. But this one, they ask us to break it at times. And, and I don't yeah. see that disconnect. So I wouldn't call that too far. I, I would yeah. echo that 100% with you. If you're in that church, you've got to be bold. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate that. And I, I just think it's bold, the thought of making that a hill to die on. But if you don't die on that hill, you're going to die on a hill of burnout. <laughs> and so That's you, good. you got to. You got to like I want to. I want to be a part of Christ's kingdom until my last dying breath, and I cannot do that if I'm not making space for my own health and my own relationships that are important to me. So make a day off absolutely, utterly essential. Um, for me, a lot of the of my youth ministry career, it's been Monday. So you get past Sunday. And Monday's a good day off. I've heard a lot of people take Thursdays or Fridays. I was with the youth pastor this morning having coffee, and he gets Friday and Saturday. And I was like, you get two days off? No way. That's awesome. I never, never got two days off. So I just, it was a lot of jealousy and some rage. But (laughs) but at least a day off. And then um, I think nights out per week is also a really, really important metric. So I think the magic number is probably two. I think sometimes in certain seasons, a realistic number is maybe three. Anything more than three nights out per week, um, it, I just think it's dangerous. I just think mm. you're pushing, you're in a red line and you can red line for a little while. You know, you get your sure. RPMs up in your car. You can, you can do that for a while. After a certain amount of time, it damages the engine. And so yeah. uh, there are seasons, but here, here's the truth we use the word seasons to describe our regular life. Mm. So, Hey, Hey babe, I know I haven't been home. I'm, I know this is my fourth night out this week, but it's just a really busy season. Mm. And, and eventually your spouse is going to say to you something like this season doesn't ever end. Like we don't have seasons. We have one season and it's the busy season and mm. this isn't going to work. And so I would say if I start using the word season, uh, I need to be really careful that there is an end to that season actually coming. Right. Um, so in my family, just to go real practical, we do, we call them light at the end of the tunnel. So if you're in a busy season, hmm. you have to have a date that is your light at the end of the tunnel. So like, oh, hey, good. you know, we're, we're selling, we're doing a big fundraiser. And so all November, we're selling Christmas trees. We'll just make it up, right? Well, the sure. light at the end of the tunnel is December 18th. And so then that fundraiser's over and I can pivot and be back to great dad, great husband, great whatever. But I, this is a busy one, but there's a definite end date. Or, hey, we're going on a missions trip and then we've got our D now and then we're doing a spring break thing. And, but, you know, April 3rd is light at the end of the tunnel. So if you're, if you're going to say seasons, great. Just give a date that it's going to change. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. change, something's wrong. 
It's really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in with the idea. Like before I got it, uh, I was doing bivocational ministry and I was a teacher by day and a youth pastor by night. And, uh, you know, being in school, being a teacher is they, they have to build in time off or they'll, or you'll never make it right. Like they, they built in. So I think that the education world got it right. So they built in a specific time. And, you know, if anybody's out there and you ever have a friend that's a teacher, do not hear me. If you're listening, do not say, well, you're a teacher. You get summers off. Okay. (laughs) Don't tell that to a teacher. Okay. That's so that they keep their sanity uh, for the children of the next generation. Um, so the be, that being said is that taught, I didn't have to actually learn how to take a day off because they, right. they, for, they forced me when I stepped out of that and into full-time ministry with, with national network youth ministry, I was completely lost. Yeah. And I remember when I hit my first summer in national, I was like, what do I do now? And they're like, you keep working. And I'm like, I don't know how. (laughs) It was the hardest thing for me. And, you know, I I think that that's something I've learned from this process. Making that switch is like, I have to be as intentional as the education system in that sense of specifically putting a a deadline on things. So I really love your season thing. Yep. So with that. I would say when you're, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say with that. What what would you say to somebody in, in Dusty's position that is coming from a, a culture where he maybe didn't know how to start that? What would be your first thing to give to a, a youth pastor out there that is struggling to start rest? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'd say, when was the last time you had a good vacation? And if you don't have a good answer for that, then let's put one on the calendar. And let's put one on the calendar before you fill the calendar with other stuff. Mm. So I learned this one the hard way when I brought home our student ministry calendar and I handed it to my, and it's beautiful. It's printed and we'd spent graphics. It was just gorgeous. And I handed it to my wife and she was like, Oh, a lot of these dates don't work. And I went, what? Like it's printed (laughs) and done. We'd handed out a ton of them. And so what I do, what I had learned the hard way, after that conversation was I'm going to take my dates and I'm going to take them home and I'm going to run them by the family calendar, the school calendar, all that our personal lives. And then I will print the, the calendar or whatever. Then I'll go public with it. Then I'll update the right. website, whatever. Right. So I would say if you don't put your count, cal- your uh, vacation on first, you're not going to find room for it. Mm-hmm. So you need to find mm-hmm. a spot and go, you know, June 5th through whatever is our family reunion. And I'm going to be there for that. Mm. Then you layer on your other activities or, Hey, as a family, we're going to go to the lake for four days over this weekend. I'm this weekend is off. Mm -hmm. And so I would say start by the start, this culture and this, even a good baby step is just putting something on the calendar that's yours mm. rather than of so much of what's on the calendar is the churches or the youth groups. Wow. That's so it's a good, good place to start. So uh, add another layer on that one. Okay. You mentioned, and we've uh, several of us have had this around the, around the table. We are with a leader who doesn't have boundaries, who is not pouring yeah. into us to say, Oh yeah, you need a day off too but might respond and say, no, we work all the time because ministry is 24 seven. Right. And yeah. Now what a leader's going, I want a day off, but my boss, my leader 
doesn't do that. Talk yeah. about that. So I would talk to your boss right away and say, hey, I know that when I interviewed here or when we talked about this, we were really clear that we had one day off a week or whatever that culture is. As I've gotten into it a little more, it realizes that it's not super defined. So I would like to define which day of the week um, I can be off. Hmm. Uh, and then ask for the one that has the least impact on the church. So find the one that's the easiest yes for hmm. him or her to give you. So if that's Monday, which probably is in a lot of church cultures, Monday yeah. works, maybe it's Friday, maybe Friday's not, not what's best for your family, but it's a start. So I would say just get the, get the yes to a clear day off by whatever means necessary. Once you have a day off, so let's say it's Monday. Um, this is a little, this is a little direct, but make it difficult for people to get a hold of you. Yeah. So yeah. they're used to interrupting you. You're always available. You're always around. And so they don't know that all of a sudden you're drawing this line in the sand and you're not going to pick up your phone. Um, or I, in Michigan, when I was a youth pastor, my house was like three blocks from the church. So people, if they needed something, just swing by my house oh, yeah. and then go to the church. So I had to, on my day off, I couldn't rest at home because people knew they could just swing by. So I actually planned, my wife and I would plan to be gone on my day off so that people couldn't find us. Um, cell phones were relatively new. I know I'm old, but <laughs> um, you know, I would, I would turn my phone off, which I know is a pretty radical idea these days, but what would it look like if you said one, I'm going to get a day off to find. And two, I'm going to be harder to find on my day off than normal. Uh, it's a bummer because my phone is intermixed with my personal life. So now I'm miss, mixing, you know, missing a text from a buddy that because my phone's off and like we're meeting up to go to the movies, but he can't get a hold of me. And I totally get it. Um, someday someone's going to invent a phone that has like a personal and business switch. Yeah, so that'd you can, be sweet. Five o'clock, you flip your phone off and you're now work is ignored. Oh, I can't wait hey, for that day. Right anyway. now, if, some, if someone <laughs> hears this that works from Samsung or Apple, please challenge yes. accepted. Right? And royalties go oh. to Josh. And royalties go to Josh. <laughs> I, or, or I the, even or take podcast. it for nothing just, just <laughs> so I could have this on my phone. But that way, you know, I can, I, my friends know, you know, I'm going to be really hard to get a hold of. But unless there is a really extreme circumstance and there is, there is a time when you need to sacrifice. In fact, the, the youth work I was with this morning, there was a, a pretty tough situation they learned about on Sunday night and his day off is Monday morning. And he didn't tell his, you know, senior pastor and all. And so it kind of blew up on Monday and he needed to work on Monday. I would say that happens. Um, it just should be rare. Hopefully it's rare. Um, you need the time off and, and it's okay. So get a day and then defend that day with all of your might. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, I'll say this. So, um, you're, when you were talking about your calendar and how you printed it out, it's all color coded and everything. I want my intern sitting off screen. He's pointing at me and I'm like, Hey, put your <laughs> finger down. Um, you know, uh, put it down. Um, so what's funny is you were talking about this phone situation. Uh, well, well, I, I stepped into youth ministry uh, with an Android and I thought that, that every youth pastor out there was thought it was heresy that I had that based on the reaction when I would try to get my number to them. 
and they realized that the blue bubble didn't come up. Um, uh-huh. So I always I say there's three things that separate the church, you know, like baptism, speaking in tongues, and Apple and Android. But <laughs> so so I'll say I'll say this like. I told my wife, I said, babe, I think I need to get an iPhone for the ministry, like a work phone. And she's like, you're crazy. And she's an accountant, by the way. Um, Uh She's like, you're crazy. She said, if someone blesses you with a phone, you can have an iPhone. Shockingly enough, someone blessed me with an iPhone. So thank you if you ever hear this. Amen. Gave me the iPhone. So now I'm an Apple and Android. So now I have two phones. And one of them. (laughs) So one of them, so I got a whole new number and I literally went out and gave that number. Now, I just told told them myself, so that someone realizes that I told them I had a new number. Um, <laughs> thanks, boss, for that. Um, but the whole purpose was that any contact that I've gained in ministry, I text that number out to, because that's cool. Now at at five o'clock, I literally put that phone in, on silent in another room, and I because I didn't have that boundary. I had my email on the other one. I had, I mean, yep. I was answering emails and texts and phone calls at nine and 10. And I, it was just, it just happened. It was in my hand. I just did it. I was like, oh, this will take five seconds. Really, it took like right. three minutes, um, you know? And so I actually have to do that. I had, that was a boundary that was healthy for me. Uh, and I, I mean, I would not say everyone needs to go out there and buy two phones, but I was blessed with this opportunity. Um, and, and it really has helped me uh, shut part of that off and um so it's been really good to tag on that i mean going back to that first episode where we talked with um me as the guest which i still think is weird but um we talked about suicidal stuff right and um i got a lot of students who struggle with this and that that was my go-to i can't turn my phone off because what if a kid goes through that right and we've had to wrestle through that. And we've kind of come up with this hybrid of it took almost two years to get everyone in my life on board with this concept that after 9 p.m., my phone is emergency case only. And before 9 a.m., my phone is emergency case only. Wow. My friends know that. My family knows that. Everyone in my life knows if you call me in that window, I'm going to panic and I'm not going to be a nice person if it's just a, hey, how's it going? It's going to be like, this is if my phone goes off, I assume when my kids is going to the hospital, I'm on my way. And yeah. that's kind of been the deal I've made rather than, you know, full turn off, which I wish I could get there and maybe one day I will. Um, but I'm <laughs> getting there slowly. Right. Um, yep. but man, everybody's got to find that, that ability to say, here's the time frames that I'm, I'm not available. Totally. So, okay. So with the day off, we finally, we finally get to a place where we have a day off. Real quick, Josh, what is it? What's a goal? What's just the goal for the day off? Because some of us would get there and go, now what do we do? Yeah, I love it. Well, it's actually a, a pretty straightforward answer. Do stuff that refreshes you, that builds your creativity, that develops you as a leader. Do stuff that that pours into your soul, that refreshes you. So for me, it's spending time with friends. It may be reading a, a book that I just don't have time for during the work week. It may be going to the gym, which is tough to get to when with work hours and the craziness and all that. Um, Anything it Star could also Wars? be, yeah, I'd watch Star Wars. It could be going to the movies with your kids. It could be date night. Mm. It could be, you know, for me, I love flying radio controlled airplanes. Like I just love it. It's so fun. Just go to the park. We'll go till the battery's dead on the plane. Um, 
just stuff that refreshes and encourages you and gives you a few moments of escape and in refreshment before you got to go back into the fire. You know, youth ministry is heavy. And so if you're always carrying this weight, your muscles never have a chance to recover. Mm. And mm. so you need to go out there and play and laugh and be with your friends. Um, as a total aside, so much of our, our work deals with people inside the church that you might not have any non-believers in your life whatsoever. Mm. So on your day off, you get to be a real human being and yeah. not be the pastor and not be the youth worker. And so um, you might have some interactions with people who aren't followers of Jesus, which is good for you and good for them. So um, play and rest. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big nap person because of my fuel tank. I'm yeah, like, whatever I feel. Amen. Yeah. But what, what, what if you took a nap on your day off? What if you slept in? Like we feel so guilty for sleeping in or going to bed early. It's so, it's part of that's not just youth ministry. It's our culture. Yep. But rest is smart. It is not a sign of weakness. Mm. Taking a day off is a biblical command, not a good idea. And so I Preach. think o over time, you will find that the rest and refreshment, the time with Jesus, the time with your friends is going to make you a better youth worker. Uh, you're going to be more effective and you're going to, you're going to be closer to God when you slow down. So I, I, I'm all about working hard, but I'm also a big fan of taking a day off. It's not easy. It's not a, not a fun culture to start, right. not an easy conversation to have, but you will not be in youth ministry in five years if you're not taking a day off. And I'm, and I'm giving you a lot of leeway with five years. Sure. Because for most, it's much shorter than that. Right. Um, but you won't be here. Like, I talk to people all the time, like, I don't, I don't want to take a day off. And I have unlimited energy. And I'm just so passionate. And, and my wife will be okay. Or my husband's okay with it. And your, your marriage mm. is not going to be here in a year or two. Mm. You're not, you're going to burn out. And you're going to join legions of incredible youth workers who sacrificed their health, their body, um, their whatever, all, all other bad things come along with it as well because they didn't stop and slow down and rest. So mm. um, please take a day off because I want us to measure youth ministry in decades, yep. not in months. Yes. And the oh, only way man. you can do that is walking with Jesus and making sure you rest. Okay. So I now, I think you've now answered the question to yourself of like, why did they ask you to pastor adults? That I think that was it right there. Like you just maybe your, so. <laughs> so uh, man, that's awesome. Okay, Josh, thank you for being with us. Of course, um, we're I mean filled by your just your wisdom, your years, all that sort of stuff. Just even little tidbits along the way, helping us be able to measure our journey in years and not months. Um, where can people find you? Give yeah. a plug. What do you want to tell people outside of well, Dale? my my Star Wars website is theforce.net. So make sure you go see that. Great. And then <laughs> that's real. I uh, for whatever it's worth. Oh, we but, looked it up. Uh, oh, we know. Okay, good. Uh, it's just I'm on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff on at Joshua Griffin. The website is downloadyouthministry.com. I would love to have more conversations with youth workers, social, you know, online and Facebook groups or whatever or in person at events like this is something yeah. I'm clearly really passionate about. So right, right. Well, we can, we can help you out with that. 
In fact, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, in fact, we have a little surprise. So oh, really? We, we, we're we all about surprises. We're here. all about surprises. We think you're all about surprises. So here's the deal. Okay. We have four tickets to NYWC that we're giving away. Wow. And we want That's you. Awesome. We want you to announce the details of how people can sign up wow. for this giveaway for this year. That- do I just get to make something up? Wait, what? <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Dusty, can you share your screen? No, but I can in a second. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. We'll get that all. We'll get that all. And we'll, if we so, don't get there, Josh is going to make it up, and it's going to be like whoever I will. I will. So let me just say Josh. this for those people listening in. NYWC is the National Youth Workers Convention uh, that's hosted this year in Tampa Bay, Florida. So come to Tampa, it's November 21st to 24th, and it is the, the annual gathering of youth workers all over the country. We all ascend onto one city, we eat a lot of pizza, we laugh, um, we have the best training in the world. So that's a little bit about MYWC, and we're giving away four tickets. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's, it's like a real family reunion, if anything else. It is. It's it absolutely is. So we see old friends, and it's incredible. Yeah, great training. I think most important, I mean, there's amazing workshops and speakers and all that, but to me, the best part is seeing relationships, communities, laughing, debating, uh, just the people that are there. That's where it's at. So, so Josh, I don't know if you know that, I don't know if you heard the very first episode, but, but part of this actually was, was came from NYWC. Mm -hmm. Um, I met Nick there. And then me and Nick caught up every year and then um, we developed a friendship and then boss and I and him developed a friendship. And then all of a sudden cool. free refills podcast. And so, actually that, here same we are. Year, that same year is where my brain started to shift on this idea of rest. I was not resting well. And I can Love remember it. in Cincinnati sitting in the front row because I was by myself and I just walked up at the very end of a session, took front row, riding in front of the DJ and he's trying to get everyone to dance. And I had literally just woken up from a nap and was not doing well. And Josh, you wow. came off stage and you're like, you're really not going to dance. I'm like, no, I just took a nap. And he looked at me and went, dude, I need a nap right now and walked away. <laughs> and it was like, that was that moment for me of like, man, these things are so encouraging for us, but so draining for you guys running them. And I know that. And like, I've been praying for you over the last three or four years of like, hey, I want, I want that to be rest for you guys as well. Cause it is for us. That's awesome. But well, it's, it is Dusty, my favorite week or, of the year. Dusty's got the script up. All right, Dusty, it's on my phone, so you got to make it really large. Can you make the font bigger? Yep. You guys can edit this all in post. It'll look so beautiful. Yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> or not. not whatever. <laughs> we just need you to read the, like, the uh, highlighted stuff. Okay, I'm in. Here we go. If you are a lead a network of youth leaders <laughs> okay, so if you lead a network, there we go let's go with that one all right here we go if you lead a network of youth leaders in your area or are wanting to start one or even if you know someone who does this is for you we're giving away four tickets to the national youth workers convention this year in tampa florida this november there these aren't any tickets either they're behind the scenes tickets Ooh, that sounds awesome Go to nnym.org slash nywc19 to register. So I hope you win. 
there's four tickets and it's not just any ticket it's behind the scenes which means we get to hang out i hope yep it's gonna be amazing <laughs> josh seriously oh, thank it. you so much for your time with us you bet i it's can't been... wait to get get on my day off this weekend and tomorrow's saturday i'm gonna take it off and so should you <laughs> Done. Again, we are so grateful to Josh for taking some time to help us understand the importance of taking a day off on a regular basis. There were so many nuggets of wisdom. I think nuggets of wisdom is a weird thing to say, but we're going to go with it. ministry in years not in months so if you missed something go back listen to this again share it with somebody this is this is a great 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 conversation to be having with your peers in ministry your family your bosses all that sort of stuff like josh said so so absolutely grateful that josh took some time to be with us today Another thing is we will drop all the promotional info that we talked about in the show notes so that you can sign up to enter the ticket giveaway for NYWC 2019 that's in Tampa. I am stoked about it this year. I want you to be with us. So make sure that you click the links that we set in there so that you can get entered into this. This giveaway is more than a ticket. It's going to be it's going to be some really really cool experience. So get on that, sign up, tell your friends about it too so that they can sign up, enter, I don't even know, just just enter into it. Also follow us on Instagram as well for giveaway details. You'll see that uh, in the show notes as well, so click there. Another thing is we want, we want this podcast to be a free refill for you, the youth worker. Our hope and prayer for you is that this conversation encouraged you to realize that you are not alone. We want to hear from you because we know you have a lot to say. So write us write us at freerefillspodcast at nnym.org. And believe it or not, there are youth leaders in your area who want to be in a community with you. And we have a way that you can find them. Go to our website, nnym.org, to search your area today. And if you were encouraged by this episode, help us grow this community by sharing, rating, or leaving a review. It helps this show be seen and for other youth leaders to find this resource. As we leave today, remember, the more you pour into yourself, the more you can pour out to others. Blessings. Blessings.